hello everyone welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies now before you jump on to listening to this episode wait take a breath smile get your regular dose of life changing entropy here on everyday talkies hello guys welcome to the new episode of everyday talkies we are again joined with an old guest he is a teacher the only teacher i know who is in our age he wants to become a professional weightlifter if i remember my wordings correct yeah and he has a lot of insights on you know dealing with sports and psychology and all of that so with that i welcome saurabh hello 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 anshul how are you come on matlab the thing is na ki the two episodes that i did with you it went viral people loved them oh, wow. and pe- people wanted to listen to you you know both oh, wow. you know, they That's loved big. your experience as a teacher in a very young age and the insights that you brought up ki why teaching is looked down upon and uh, how and it is as important as any other job and it is rather more important similarly your uh, you know dual life teacher by day mm. and uh, weightlifter <laughs> by later day or uh, things like that so yeah uh, they love that as well so today you know in our series of psych talks i don't know i just uh, called it that way but you know what i realized ki talking to people like us matlab kuch friends se baat kiya parents mm-hmm. uh, parents bhi nahi matlab relatives se baat hua so the thing is na ki the concept of psychology is very unknown even in our circle we understand the importance of psychology but agar bolo na ki you know i feel that you are facing some issues let's go to a professional unka reply aata hai yaar i'm not crazy i don't want to go i want to break this barrier and similarly on the other front na people don't also think psychology is a proper career option so i also want to break that barrier so you know dealing talking about mental health psychology i thought i'll just start a small series where i'll call in some experts i'll call in some people who have had personal experiences if they're okay to share or some people who have their insights so similarly i had people you know come my uh, like our teacher our common teacher from yep, college yep, and yep. then we had uh, other guests with coming to psychology and clinical psychology people who have not listened to them listen to them they're like really good episodes i loved them and today we have saurav because the first time when we recorded he mentioned that agar kabhi bhi sports related ya psychology related kuch karna hai to meko zarur bulana i'm like ha that was the first thing that came to my mind so i just called you so i'll set the context for you i have absolutely no idea like i am a noob <laughs> as you call in the gaming terms i understand a bit of psychology but i don't understand the importance of psychology and all of that like we have read in pe pe classes hota na mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep, yep, yep. yeah so small small things i know ki ha how it uh, helps build teamwork and builds our character and all of that but we are here to learn a bit more and your experience with it so i heard that we have done a lot of research so let's just start with it uh, yes yes so before we get into the context let us backtrack a little bit uh, i aspire to be a professional data scientist that's the like that's the end goal but i i, I right now i am a professor and i aspire to be a, a pretty good powerlifter let's let's put it that way i i don't want to be bad i don't want to be good i want to be somewhat damn good <laughs> so that that's the that's the goal that i'm working towards and in in the pursuit of powerlifting powerlifting for those of you who don't know we've done an episode on it and regarding the two episodes even i i got a lot of messages which was pretty humbling to know that so many people you know uh, are interested in our stuff which is which is pretty cool i guess so i got a lot of people messaging me and when we talk about powerlifting or any type of a sport in general anything where you push yourself hard it can be badminton cricket football anything it's it's going to have a lot of mental quotient to it and that's just the way it is in any competitive sport see it's not just about if you take football for example it's not just about being being able to be good enough to score you have to handle pressure you have to handle all these different things that happen within those 90 minutes if you talk about cricket tell me this in a ipl game last 3 overs can we imagine the amount of pressure on the bowler and the batsman at that point in time it's just insane it's just insane i mean talk about people cracking under stress that is if you put a bowler 19th over last or let's say he's got 15 runs to defend he's not got much in in like in the context for ipl he's going to have more than enormous mental pressure at that point forget even delivering one good delivery or forget delivering a couple of good balls 
even while he is running up he is going to go through this spasm of mental emotions where his mind is going to play tricks on him games on him his confidence is obviously going to falter and then it's up to what people are made up of at that point i i heard this uh, great quote from so within the field of strength training and powerlifting or weightlifting or bodybuilding or in the field of weight training in general we have a lot of people that uh, that have stood the test of time whose techniques have worked a lot in this and that and one of those things that was really popular uh, a long time back not not anymore today something called the squat everyday program where you go and you work up to a squat every day this was popularized i think uh, back from the bulgarian systems of weightlifting when they were dominating olympics they were dominating athletics in general and i i forgot the coach's name but a lot of american coaches later on they took forward his work uh, took forward his work guys like john bros and john bros has, has an amazing quote that this was in context to squat every day but i think you can rephrase the quote to put it in context for life in general anything tough anything that will break you is not going to build your character but it is going to reveal your character like you are truly going to find out what you are made of like how hard can you push you will be sore you will be hurting you will be down you will feel weak but what matters is can you still push can you still give it your honest best shot and within my experiences of being around guys like uh, vishwanna who's who i talked about in the powerlifting so vishwanna harish singh kaushal ar and all these guys these are guys even if they are down even if they've had tough something very tragic happen in their lives or even if they've just not had a good day in general if it's down to them if it's some if something relies on them or their their ability to make a decision or to perform any movement or activity they are going to give it their absolute best shot while most people they'll already be defeated so much in their mind most people from our generation i guess they'll probably already feel defeated in their mind and they won't be able to even give it an honest shot so i think um, in in the quest for sports and in the quest for athletic endeavors and performance there's a lot to be said for your psychological quotient the type of person you are how you are just conditioned overall mentally whenever we talk about sports psychology and you know you mentioned this instance that picking yourself when you are at your most down even the quote by mohammad ali comes uh, into mind that that my opponents i think it was mohammad ali or somebody else or even one of the sports person i might just be uh, you know misquoting but it is some it goes something like this that when my opponents uh, get tired after training i start my real training yes yes i think he also has another quote about ab training where he's like until my abs start burning i just don't count them those are they they just don't count for me because i need to be that much better and you can you can take this entire context and fit it into life in general see we all know that life is going to beat you down it is going to break you you're going to have awkward tough situations and the one thing one of the biggest takeaways from powerlifting or powerlifting training so far in my life has been to to take all of this and put it into life and what do i mean by that i just don't focus on trying to have a bigger squat bench or deadlift or any other xyz movement for that matter i try to now my approach to life is i'm trying to be better in social situations being able to better my ability to handle tough situations being able to be a better person every day you know all these different things that really matter in your life that is something that i'm able to take from my training and, and i'm able to put it in my life because in my opinion any sort of an athletic endeavor is going to reveal you you like the moment if it get it's going to get very tough very soon and then it's up to you whether you can move forward from that or you, you just let life break you or that endeavor break you so when we talk about uh, let's say something like cricket sachin tendulkar who's probably the greatest batsman in indian history and is the greatest batsman in indian history in cricket i'm more than sure that even if sachin tendulkar did not if he wouldn't play cricket if he played something else i'm more than sure he would be an elite level athlete still i'm more than sure sunil chetri would still be excellent at whatever he chose to pursue at that time i i'm more than sure mary com would do excellent in whatever she chose to pursue you see all these people who are very very good at sports and athletics and different endeavors as such 
and not even sports even if you just take business for example people who are very good at business and develop developing things these are these are not normal people they are mentally conditioned to be just a lot tougher than most people of our generation or their generations are that's that's one of the things that i think there's a lot to be said for that i mean it's it becomes a little cringy but at the end of the day everything st- heaven and hell starts from your head whatever you choose to believe is going to become your ceiling limit we can get into mental skills a little bit more has but this progress you know we'll come to that but i just wanted to touch one topic before we go into that see even to the audience who are listening to us or to anybody for that matter we understand that uh, and we're not talking about you know running and getting out of your house chess yes. or any game any competitive sport any, anything has its, yeah has its own uh, limitations has its own challenges and when you're playing at a competitive level there are a lot of things going inside your mind and i can see like i can personally vouch for that not because i have been into a situation like i know saurav can tell from his personal experience he has his own different journey but for me i've seen my father so he was initially uh, he was not into too much of sports but then uh, i think two two and a half years ago maybe i'm just getting my timelines wrong but he got into cycling like crazily so he started mm-hmm. cycling a few kilometers and then he started cycling 300 kilometers 400 kilometers crazy amount of distances i'm like how is it even possible to travel so much distance in a cycle yes. and especially at his age especially, especially at his, his age especially yeah I start I saw him taking part in competition. Okay, I didn't see him personally for the past two years and then he took part in competitions and in one competition I went. So that was I think it was near our house and it was um, like there was a team uh, he had to set up a team he was a team captain uh, he had to set up a team and he, there were multiple types of races he had to distribute how to do that and then wow, I could realize wow. like he had he had a game plan strategy in house. Some were flawed some were good but he was also doing it for the first time and we were also enjoying it. I had no connection to cycling. I have no idea. But in my head, I am devel- I am thinking like I'm a Chanakya. I'm just developing strategies, looking at this stats or that stats. That is also a big deal. Like understanding what the game is about, understanding the psychology. And you know, he didn't fare too much well. Like he performed good, and uh, you know, kudos to his team. But I think they didn't uh, rank in the top three or something. But the amount of excitement, that entire competition environment, and the amount of pressure that he had to take in, maybe in the last round, somebody dropped out in the last moment, and he had to take up the mantle. So all the drama that you you know see in a movie and all of that, you, you, when you see in the real life, it just happened right there. Yeah. So you understand how much a sports person goes through. And I don't mean to just demean anybody else, but I think anything in a competitive spirit. Let's put it that way. Yes. And you correctly yes, mentioned yes, it, business, anything yes. which has a competition, a competition mm-hmm. place, you feel that pressure, and that is where I think that is the critical factor where you need to understand how to keep yourself fit. physically as well as mentally you know physically you could be you could have like 12 packs and or whatever you require you could be the most leanest person ever but if you are not well mentally if you are not strong mentally things might not just not go right see the point of pushing yourself in a competitive endeavor all of these things are very rewarding personally see if not if you push yourself through a journey and obviously all people like me who are involved in powerlifting or any other sport we love the journey we live for the journey but at the end of the day hitting these milestones is what mentally it makes you feel like yourself i think i was speaking to my coach today there and we were talking about ceiling limits on what people like us could attain in like 10 years worth of time within the sport and we will if you look at the current like the top 50 current lifters in our weight classes they are all insanely ahead like they're ahead of their time but the thing is we are not or no one is trying to telling no one is telling you to go be the best in the world just push to be the best that you can be and it will reflect in all aspects of your life and i think with your father it's first of all i'm just more like mind blown to hear about this i should have known about this before but first of all that's just insanely crazy 300 kilometers for and you know cycle cycling it's just not your knee joints that are going to hurt at some point your mind is going to tell you ki sir please i can't do this let's let's go back home let's order nice tea let's make some pakoras let's eat and sleep your mind is going to do that and it's going to do that very quick you know at for him to be able to push to, through those things and to as, aspire to achieve more that is a mental thing i mean you can get 
get very good at cycling but you're not going just going to go cycle 400 kilometers you got to build your mental tolerance 100 150 200 like in that pattern and you know with that you mentioned right so this i think you already covered where it does not only matter to like in the sports environment yeah, i understand that you you train your mind so that you can excel in let's say cycling or powerlifting but it translates very well like for example you're a you know powerlifter but i'm sure that positivity positivity translates in the classroom itself or to anyone whom you're talking and one thing that you mentioned in the very last line you mentioned the name uday and being his coach so let's spend some time and talk about the importance of coaches and it's not just about them coaching you from a physical aspect but them coaching you mentally so this this is like the perfect question you can ask me because about two weeks back um i went to the gym after i am not about two or three weeks back right after the six week lockdown ended here in bangalore uh, gyms were allowed to open again so i went and i think my first week in the gym we were supposed to work up to a deadlift single at rp7 or 8 and i worked up to 190 it felt very easy and then there was like take 200 and i took 200 but it took everything out of me so that was a very big shot mentally because i was supposed to get this weight easily or rather not i i didn't i shouldn't have to have strained my eyes out for it and it it came very hard to me so that itself that day i was shot mentally because this was supposed to be not so hard this was supposed to be there and it just wasn't and i didn't know why so uday kept telling me that we'll keep at it keep at it keep at it the next day i went to train and i swear for the first time in like maybe over a year or something or since the time i've been lifting forget over a year i did not want to be in the gym everything felt like it sucked I did not want to bench. I did not want to train back. I didn't want to do anything. I came back home and I told her that that I can't do this, man. I don't think I'm cut out for this. This sport, I I just don't think I can ever be a good power lifter. And it really wore me down mentally. I was so mentally burnt out. But Uday handled my emotions so perfectly. He knew exactly what to say, how to say it, and he was able to get me to calm down. And that week, I squatted 210, which shouldn't have been there, but it was there, and it was easy. my point being that a good coach is going to understand your psyche a good coach is going to be able to manipulate your mental factor so that you can perform the way you want to be and he's going to pull you out of these uh, pits of uh, feeling burnt out and feeling emo- uh, emotionally down with lifts because that is that is going to happen every sports person is going to get psychologically or mentally fatigued and burnt out right and a good coach is going to be able to pick you pick you out of it so that is where i think uday is my respect for uday went up because first of all it's not see if i lose interest or if i say that i don't want to do this it's not up to him to convince me otherwise or it's not up to him to reignite that love for the sport in me right it's it's completely something that's to be intrinsic but he knew what to say and he gave me my time and space and i was hungrier than ever next week and now we are we finished a like a low stress week where i hit some numbers that i would usually hit on a high stress week two months back so the progress is there just because you know this happens in life where something is supposed to fall in place and it doesn't it breaks you mentally right i think we all have been in life situations like that and what the one thing that i took away from that particular incident where i felt so burnt out that i didn't want to go to the gym again i wanted to take some time off and i just wanted to think that why am i doing this what what is this accomplishing for me i no longer feel satisfied for all those things to come back to me it took a coaching effort and for that i can i can never thank uday enough but Uh, he's just a good coach let's just let's just put it that way i'll see it in all the efforts that you do and you know this one more point that i want you to elaborate and i think i can add maybe probably later is whenever i think any novice who goes to a gym you see that there's a coach standing there who is not as fit as maybe whom he is training can be possible right and it is and it is most often than not possible that like you see the best coaches for indian teams if you give them a bat and a ball they won't be able to you know hit sixes out of the park, six balls in a row or for any uh, or you know shoot uh, you know bullseye but there students will be able to do it and i think 
here we can see a clear clear distinction it's not about their physical capability but it's about how they inculcate the skills and this i think brings in your teacher experience as well right it's about how you impart your skills so that your students are better than you as well as make sure that they don't fall in the pitfalls mentally that you fell when you were maybe competing it goes beyond that even school teachers see if your school teachers were that good why would they teach you they'd go be at nasa they won't be teaching correct, physics correct. here <laughs> 11 standard right the the point is that every educator every lecturer coach you know in whatever field or the their their point is to bring the best out in you there uh i've seen this a lot because i'm in because in the fitness scene or the, this side of the sports world it's very common to go for the coach who's the best looking who has six pack abs who's like but the chances are you can go to that coach and nothing will happen because he really doesn't know what to do with you he does really doesn't know what advice to give you and this happens a lot like for example uh, it, within uh, powerlifting there's someone named as pr's performance steve dnovi right and steve dnovi is arguably one of the best coaches like in the history of the sport he's he's just amazing but if you judge his coaching person if you judge his coaching off of his numbers that's probably not doing justice to him we should probably see his top 10 athletes and how well they are doing right correct if you take someone like Sean Noriega Sean Noriega at as recently USAPL uh, United uh, United States of America powerlifting uh, raw nationals event happened and Sean Noriega bombed out already right, bo- uh, bombed out in a powerlifting meet means that uh, he didn't bomb out sorry uh, he didn't complete the meet and that is like the worst thing that can happen to a powerlifter not being able to complete a meet so if you take that one in his latest meet in isolation and you make this blanket statement ha huh, maybe he's not a very good coach but without seeing that he has 10 12 guys who are going to absolutely destroy stuff in the next 2 years that isn't doing justice to his coaching uh, coaching mentoring all these things it's about having someone behind you who can oversee things that are bigger than you so that you can perform you can be in your zone at that very minute that is what a teacher does a teacher at 11 standard physics doesn't know everything but he knows enough to make sure that you go on the right path and you know what you know maybe i would end this coaching conversation with this one recommendation that i you know tell it to everybody you don't have to be a sports fan you don't have to be any fan just watch this uh, series called ted lasso it's just one season um, series and it came out from apple maybe you can find it in other platforms guys were responsible don't pirate <laughs> so um, uh, watch it see i don't watch too much sports yeah you know coming from uh, an indian uh, child you watch cricket that's basically it i yeah, did not have much knowledge about football <laughs> and uh, yeah that's basically it but then one of my friends recommended this uh, series and the series was all about football and I, and i not absolute shit like i have no idea but said, just watch it you don't need to know about football and this series is all about this one coach who is not great athletically he is not even like the best of coaches you could say you know because he has no experience in that field but you know why he succeeds or why he does not succeed i don't want to give this spoilers is because he make sure that the team members are in the best of spirits the team bonding is there you can upskill the game and i'm i'm sure players at a high level you know you don't have to teach messi how to play anymore he needs a coach to make sure that he's in a good mental space everything is well within the team and all of that right just to understand where exactly he is going uh, wrong and if he is going wrong then how to improve that because not everyone understands this perfectly you know in the career counseling episode we were discussing that everyone has a new ch- different teaching learning style 
for example somebody you know understands uh, better by reading somebody understands better by listening or somebody understands better by audio visual medium right and that is why you see schools you know provide all the three aspects that is why the scholarship for schools are like uh, gaining advantages and then why are these mooc classes happening or youtube courses are becoming so popular because people who are more attuned to you know visual knowledge they tend to enjoy that more similarly with coaching i just can't tell you okay your left foot is not working or for a power lifting okay yeah your this stance is not right that is not a, that is not where you have to give them an example you have to give an analogy analogy or you have to make them understand in what in the best fashion they can understand well so for that they need to know you and i think that is the important uh, importance of a coach importance of any mentor in life is not it can be a teacher it can be a father figure anybody and like to give another example right off of ted lasso there is a 20 years back powerlifting was very different there was some, something that we call multiply lifting today was just powerlifting back in the day so the basic difference between raw lifting and multiply lifting is that you can wear canvas suits that are very thick that allow you to lift a lot of more weight right so 20 years back multiply lifting was big and there's a gym in columbus ohio named westside barbell Westside Barbell has broken over 140 all-time world records, which is insane. The owner of Westside Barbell, the coach of Westside Barbell, his name is a man named Louis Simmons, who is who is who is widely regarded as the like like the godfather of American powerlifting, but is also the most controversial voice in powerlifting because of his stance on PEDs and different things. But my point being that uh, a lot of the guys that came out of Westside Barbell went on to be amazing businessmen. and uh, did very well in their lives and there's one particular person named mark bell who is very big in the fitness scene uh, mark bell is has a huge youtube channel he has a huge brand name slingshot he's done he's he's made a song called meathead millionaire because he was the first person in the scene to make more than a million dollars off of just sales or something like that like just something crazy something the guy shot for the stars and got it and in one of his videos uh, he's reviewing the documentary westside versus the world which came out very recently i think a couple of years back which is an amazing watch if even if you don't know anything about powerlifting just go watch it sometime it's on netflix it's amazing ha huh. but in that review mark bell says that louis simmons is a master manipulator of psychology he knows exactly what to say to different people to trigger them and for them to be pushed like he would always put mark bell down in the gym that uh, you will not be on my record books smelly his name was smelly at westside barbell that you you'll never be good enough and you will never be on my record board and you will never receive what it feels like to break a all time world record and when mark will left westside barbell to go back home he literally says that he made a hit list of all the lifters that he had to beat and he actually defeat beat someone who was training at westside barbell and he made a video then at that time when he was young that all right louis you said i would never do it but i did it and looking back on it years later he realizes that that was louis plan to get under his skin so much that mark bell would push himself that hard right and different people react different ways there are stories where louis simply doesn't say anything to someone because he says it's all right you're doing the best you can you're just not good enough and even that although it isn't condescending louis knew knows how to get under the skin of a lifter a versus a lifter b and then they would both push their hardest because then they're both trying to prove him wrong and maybe that is the wrong way to motivate someone or something but louis simmons as a coach is a master manipulator of psychology he knows what to tell you to make sure that you are your best and i think that is what ted lasso uh, the show is about he pushes his athletes so that they can be the best that they can be and you know there are contrasting examples the example that you gave he used uh, negative reinforcement as you know a kind of strategy ted lasso was positive reinforcement and you know we are not advocating what is better or what is not each yes, yes, yes. we're just giving examples of yeah. what what what, hap- what happens in the world and there are some controversial cases not we don't want to get into that but it's but we are trying to you know help you realize that it's not just about how well you play it's about how well you are mentally it's how well you can assess that time if you are free from all the tensions you can assess the field better you can assess the situation better and perform your best if you have other challenges in your life 
you might falter and you know that is where the role of coaches mental health and all of that comes but yeah, i think that brings us to the end of this coaching thing but i sort of i had paused you back then in the initial when you were you know about to tell us give us some more insights on you know the different aspects of mental health and all of that in terms of sports psychology help us with that right so within within sports or within within life in general let's just put it that way let's keep drawing parallels because i think sports is a very amazing parallel to life itself and how life is uh, we try to develop mental skills or psychological skills by developing some using strategies that help us uh, perform better in perform better not just in sports in life that make us fitter of mind that simply help us be more in the moment and in the zone um and there are three very popular ways that in my study or research on this subject that i've seen and the three ways are imagery slash visualizing things uh, the second way could be having some sort of a activation regulation type, like an arousal type of a strategy and the third is a simple pep talk to yourself some sort of a self talk so let's let's go one by one on each one of these things and we can have an active discussion on this right so let's let's start with visualization right we also we can also call it mental rehearsal uh, it is something that's studied very extensively in sports psych and the thing the point of doing this is that whenever before you do something or before something happens the idea is to imagine it so let's say that by the end of two blocks of training i want to squat 230 i am imagining myself squat 230 kilos right i am imagining that you know sort of i'll pause you there because uh, this actually reminds me of an amazing story i don't know whether this is a myth or a true uh, true case but i remember there was a prisoner who was locked obviously in a prison what else okay and he had no means of going out you know playing and all of that but he was an avid golf fan he understood golf course very well he understood golf but from a mental side he never had never played he had never ever played but sitting in the prison he would always he would always used to visualize a practice stance he had no bat he had or whatever that is called <laughs> no balls and all of that but he used to always have that mental visualization capability to uh, go through the scenario over and over again understand where he is making a mistake and visualize the trajectory of the ball okay now this might be absolutely false like uh, i don't know whether this is an actual story or a myth but it gives an inspiration so when he comes out and he plays golf he can actually showcase it like he actually is a good golf player now that tells us the importance of you know or the power of visualization i think i think i have read this story it's about an i think it's about an air force colonel named george hall um, oh, okay. i think i yeah i think i seen this on youtube uh, the, the the video goes like the man who perfected golf in prison he was in prison for like 5 7 something like that years right that is a perfect example of what visualization is we are trying to visualize what we are attempting to do and the thing is your mind is very powerful there is a book called the secret which talks about uh, how powerful your subconscious mind is right the pow- the power law of attraction and all i don't know if the law of attraction is legit as the secret says but maybe it is and this is this is proof of it uh, the, the prisoner golf story example is this proof of it and that this is something that is very this is done a lot in sports you visualize things before it happen for a batsman let's say before the final ball is bowled and he has to score a four just to win he's going to visualize that over and over again he's going to think of different scenarios that might happen and he's going to find visualize ways to beat that situation uh, in life let's say you someone wants to go to iit and he he's in 10th he's clearly clear 10th he's two years ahead of him his 11th and 12th and he has to prepare for uh, the jee exam joint entrance exam he is going to visualize going to iit and 
that is going to be not just that is not just going to be positive motivation that is going to be positive reinforcement if you can visualize it you will work towards it it's just human tendency right if you go to a good place to eat food when you're ordering food from the menu you visualize how your food is going to look true, like true. right and yeah. and that happens you get good food <laughs> and you know right i would like to put one small distinction here to everybody we are not advocating daydreaming this is not daydreaming <laughs> no, that, is, that, this is different. that is different you know it's about thinking your plan through let's say that you want to go to iit you visualize going to iit and you also visualize the efforts that you take there and you plan that thing out it's about things that are in your control like you can visualize marrying priyanka chopra but it's not going to happen <laughs> because it's not in your control but you, you can uh, visualize building a business and you can do that maybe because that is in your control like my point being it's, it's supposed to be something realistic it is supposed to be something that can be done it's we are yeah, definitely not at all advocating day daydreaming and you know just sitting every day thinking visualizing that that isn't it <laughs> take 5 minutes out visualize what you want to do and then go do it what was the next one the next one that you mentioned so after this there's something we call as activation regulation and what what this basically does is it helps us have some an optimal uh, level of energy for what we're trying to do so let's say like think of a scale of 0 to 10 right if 0 is your 0 means that you're almost asleep and like you're just won't get up and 10 means that you're about to explode and you're just way too amped right if that was the scale zero is you are dead beat sleepy and 10 means you are just a running volcano correct you always need to pick your energy level between the scale for whatever you are doing if you are trying to study you don't want to be sleepy but you don't want to explode as well a 6 to 7 is going to be a good energy level to have 7 to 8 maybe if you really need to be into it when you are playing sports again you need to be somewhere between a 6 to 8 in my opinion or maybe 9 when the training calls for it the point or the idea is to always know what your where your extremes lie that i can be this lazy or i can be this diligent and always building repeatable habits within that scale within those within that certain point on that scale the reason that we do this is it takes pressure off of you if you get amped to study today but you are dead tomorrow it doesn't amount to anything because you need to be consistent you'd rather study be a little amped today but be consistently amped for the rest of the week that that'll help you more in life when tough situations arise always uh, like one of the things that this can draw you can draw a parallel to this is let's say something very you were going through a tough time in your life maybe financially maybe family wise you need to be in between these two points somewhere and you being regularly somewhere is going to be a little progress that helps you in dealing with that problem let's say someone passed away which will be very unfortunate but let's say someone passed away in your family now you don't want to be a complete 10 at that point because that's that that is that doesn't work you don't want to be zero about it either you want probably want to be a 5 Where you're feeling sad, you're feeling your emotions out, but at the same time, being a five every day will eventually help you feel better. You take the pressure off of yourself, and you're not overly activated, and you're not overly non-activated as well. You no, know, what I learned from this is that consistency is key, and yes, and yes. making sure that you basically, वो होता है ना कि finance में you diversify your portfolio. Here also you're uh-huh, diversifying, uh-huh. or you are distributing your emotions throughout multiple days so that it's easier to handle. Perfect. And one of the best examples examples for this is yoga or meditation. That is what yoga and meditation does it. brings you at some point some point in between these two extremes and just being there every day changes how your how you feel about it changes your thought pattern it it affects you a lot mentally right and that is what meditation and yoga is so powerful for and why it's obviously so so many people are so big on it so we like the point of the idea is that within sports you always try to find an optimal energy level and i think within life you're all again always trying to find an optimal energy level for things Yeah, and how does that translate mentally? When you are at an when you are at a spot like let's say you are at a five or a six or a four or a five, you are able to observe your thoughts very clearly. 
that is what happens when people meditate for the first time within 20 minutes into that meditation you start realizing okay this is why i feel this way or that okay isne mere ko ye bola when i was a kid that is why i feel this way about something right and it can be positive it can be negative it can be many things but the idea is that just being aware is a big plus being aware is a big plus that's a big advantage and these two points kind of blend into the third point which is self talk i i cannot stress this enough but there are so many studies done since 1981 on how positive or how powerful self talk can be you know we we uh, if you google up uh, online job interview tips or something there's this one tip on every website where it says look into the mirror and say you are going to do it say you are going to crack the interview and those things actually add up because you know these little voices in your head they know you in and out <laughs> they are they're this constant like internal monologue they make appraises appraisals when you do good they pass judgments when you don't right they make you feel they they are what make you feel whatever you feel like if you're in tense situation chances are your mind is telling you that bhai abhi kuch aisa embarrassing ho jayega kidhar se jaate hain right this happens all these things in your head they are very very real like these small talks are very important and let's say if you woke up and just said good things to yourself every day that today i will this is my routine i will do this well i will do this and i will be on time and i will make sure that i perform the best i can it will all help and add up it will make you a better sports person and it will also make you a better person just at life man these are um, awesome guidelines and this is just not about sports right we started with sports psychology but it applies to every aspect of your life yes yes i think sports is like a beautiful tangent to what life is see like for a footballer those 90 minutes he, he is going to score he is going to make mistakes he is going to fall he is going to get up he is going to get cheered on isn't that life that is what life is in a nutshell you'll fall you'll get cheered on you'll make mistakes you'll do well you'll have your highs you'll have your lows and at the end of the day for most people like it's very preachy to say that the end shouldn't matter or the result shouldn't mat- matter but even in sports and cricket or football or any sport you say well played even to the person who loses correct it doesn't matter like it obviously matters but <laughs> it's it's i mean although that is the point the point is to win in a competitive endeavor but even a simple well played has its own meaning and has its own reason there right you win or you learn winning i would say automatically get that additional adrenaline rush and oxytocin and all of that right you are riding that high whereas i think the major at that moment mental health plays a picture is if you're a losing team or a losing person singles because that time you have to be confident enough on your skills so that you don't you know let go you continue you know you said that story right you could not achieve your target for that one day and because of your competitive spirit it led you to a downfall you think you thought of uh, you know losing interest in the field and then your coach picked picked you up similarly i think in these situations you have to understand that with sports winning and losing is really it's literally a part of a game there is uh, and there are like tons of competitions and once some some you're going to win you have to enjoy that but it said na raat gayi baat gayi so even if you win or lose that night is the day that night you party or that night you cry but the next day you're back at it and isn't that that's how life is you are never going to do all we are no one none of us are going to do all the things that we set out to do but we need to find peace in the things that we get to do things so that we are able to achieve and we can only say that all right i tried it and it didn't happen but that's all right no one is going to you know let's say if you are on your deathbed you're not going to look back and say all right i tried so hard but i still failed you're just going to be grateful that you tried your best and you're content with that i think i think there's something to be said for that as well and uh, all these things like in life in sports the way you deal with things mentally psychologically it really matters on a deeper level i think i think people who you know we we have a lot of studies to that prove that your depression is not just in your head you have all these physical ailment physical ailments that come along with it your cytokine drop 
you have you know the serotonin levels testosterone levels many things get affected uh, there's something to be said for mental toughness that even if you lose there's something in just having a smile on even after that and that is what you see the toughest people no matter how difficult it gets they always have that smile back on their face because they know they're bigger than their losses there's there's a very good uh, i think it was a uh, michael jordan quote or I, i don't remember a basketball quote where he says that i failed more baskets than i have uh, scored so i have failed more times than i have even done anything right and i think that's a very valid perspective to i think in our generation we see people you know get very down with anxiety and depression and a lot of them get psychologically diagnosed with it but uh, my insight or opinion to is that these things are going to get amplified if you look at yourself from the perspective that i've kept on failing instead of changing your perspective to all right i tried it didn't work lesson learned move on so i was uh, listening to this podcast i don't know back uh, when where and uh, i think one of the person mentioned that nobody sees the fallen darts or nobody see the things that have not performed well if you are in a sports or you know if you are if let's if you are in sports platform or even if you are in a creative industry for that matter for example let's say that you are a, what do i say a, a marketing agent okay your your goal is what your goal is to create active campaigns so that the product sells well now if you create a shitty ad nobody will really remember it because nobody has seen it if you create a great ad everyone will see it because it is great see that is the fallacy right because if you do if you do not do well people will forget it because not many people will remember it but if you do people remember it so you have to realize that you don't have to and it will always be the case that failures will be greater than success because that because if failure is not greater than success if that equation is not true for your life then you have not really learned that much because you only learn from your failures and and the thing is that you have not even pushed yourself that hard because true. i because you take anyone in the world you take the richest man in the world you take the most successful man in the world you take any of these people they have failed more than they have even tried i mean that is just i think what i think uh, ranveer alabadi of beer bicep said it best that we should all as humans the thing that we've gone wrong in this generation is that we'll be forgotten to appreciate our failures we get so tied to our failures to our failures that uh, it, it just beats us down mentally rather than being appreciative of your failures because those are the things that you know for certain right and that is and you need instances and moments like that in your life this entire you know i think we create false dichotomies in our thinking like like with just how you pointed out with the advertising example and ad is either going to do well and people will remember it or it was not going to do well and no no one is remembering it right it it creates this dichotomy and but sometimes we we get really caught up in uh, false dichotomies where it's either this or you are finished or you're done true true but yeah i think with all of that man it's been really great talking about this and this was a special episode for me because you know last we, for the previous episodes we brought in people who were a lot senior to me and uh, they had given <laughs> some more uh, insight about you know the world of psychology and how that particular field performs we're talking about sports psychology even though i have like dur dur ka rishta nahi hai but i could you know cite some examples you know seeing from a daily life seeing from a daily aspects which is not related to sports but with daily life we're talking to a peer who has a similar insights man it's been great and it's always an art so i won't uh, i won't ask too much of your time but if you have any closing thoughts for people who are listening to us that uh, there are there are four things that i personally now do in my life and these are four things that if people want to take away something from the podcast take away these four things because this can really because this has like quite honestly changed my life uh, so i'll just i'll just go on with that the first habit that i've inculcated is to identify negative thinking whenever i notice it i i say this to myself that i notice something negative here and why am i seeing this now i don't want to fix it right away and i don't even need to fix it but just knowing is knowing is knowledge right just being aware is always wise so that's the first thing the second thing that i always try to understand is what is my perspective if i'm angry if i'm upset what is going on in my mind and i just don't let anything let's say if i've had a bad day 
I will try to sleep over it. I will not try to hold it against me myself the next day, right? If let's say you were a scientist and you thought there was a piece of data that was wrong, you wouldn't blame blame your entire research going wrong, right? You would just discard that data next day, move on, find new data. I think that is what we should do with our uh, state of minds as well. Rat gay baat gay, like you said, is like the perf- most perfect Hindi phrase ever <laughs> because that is true. Rat gay baat gay. The third thing that I do is uh, I do this thing called regrouping or refra- reframing my mind. If I'm angry, if I'm upset, I will just try to switch gears. I will do something else. I will just stop whatever is making me feel mad. If you're in a like, I do this a lot, and maybe this this might upset other people. It but it make gives me peace. If I'm in a group or in a circle where for some reason I feel triggered or upset, I leave. I will not stay there and put throw my anger on other people's faces. I think that is something that they might feel bad that you left, but they'll feel worse if you try to throw your anger in their face. right and that that's going to give you peace at some level so just leave reframe regroup leave or stay and i think the biggest thing that we can all do is just focus on the present i read this quote somewhere that there's no point planning for two years ahead in your life and there's no point in crying about what happened yesterday you your decisions are only going to affect the next 2 to 3 years of your life and i think that is what we should all do we should try to set ourselves up, up for success socially financially career wise in our personal relations we should try to be the best that we can be in all these different things and for so that we can see only two years far ahead and be happy with that right it's i mean it's very common now you see guys they they get a girlfriend or a girl gets a boyfriend and for some reason they're planning 10 years down the line when well, you can't just <laughs> plan 10 years down the line you should plan 2 years down the line set yourself up for success there and then you can make that call later on if you we all try to get caught up in long term plans in, in different aspects of life and that is what breaks you down mentally and you know what i'll probably attend two lines here one is that follow all of this and if you don't you know achieve something it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel distressed and if you don't know what it is we have professionals go to them and it is not wrong to seek out professional help it is not wrong to tell that you are facing issues because i think we live in a day and age where people should accept that physical health and mental health are parallels and mental health may be you know far more important as we've seen examples from what uh, sort of and on the last point all the four aspects that you mentioned right it all triggers from this one word introspection sitting with yourself understanding how you feel when you feel it right and that is where you identify negative thoughts okay that is when you identify okay i'm not feeling i'm feeling anger here you know identifying your emotion identifying the reasons who is really responsible for it because every time if you feel something you are there in the equation don't forget that it is not because the other person is there yeah that might trigger you but who is it triggering it's triggering you so you are in control if you can you know isolate that if you can understand that I know it is difficult. You know, even we are preaching the hundreds of times that even we falter. These are things that even we go wrong with every day in our lives. <laughs> so it's a learning process for all of us. I think I think one of the things that you said that let's say you say that you want professional help and there is someone tells you that uh, well you are not crazy or I am not crazy. If someone says that they've already kind of lost even before the start, I think taking professional help first of all is is something that in 2021 if you're not doing that you're just you're just out of time. because it's like not buying a smartphone when you have access to a smartphone it's to me it's one of those comparisons and i think if you need professional help then go see professional help and like anshul said like all the things that we discussed they all start from introspection and i've been to therapy enough see uh, enough cbts i've seen enough cbt sessions enough to know that a therapist is going to tap into you right and that is what they help they help you open up If you can do that on yourself, great. If you can't, then go to a therapist. This it's, it's probably the best decision you can make for your quality of life. With that, thanks, Saurav, for attending this episode, man. An awesome insight. This was like one of the greatest episodes. I did not prepare anything. You did your research, but uh, I'm glad we could have such a uh, you know fruitful conversation. And hopefully, people you know took something. Even if you took this one uh, one line from uh, this episode, we are glad. And uh, yeah, 
hopefully we'll uh, have an episode again soon yeah definitely definitely I'm, i'm glad to be back on here and i hope i hope we can keep doing this time to time it's, it's always fun to talk to you and it's always a fun environment here on thanks man and thank you everyone for listening we'll call somebody new if you want you know to discuss other topics or if you want something else you know on export from some other field uh, try to reach out to me let me know maybe i'll find out who can you know join us in this podcast as a guest but with that thank you i'll link all sort of contact details if you want to reach out to him if you want to get more tips and all of that um he does post very inspiring stories in insta so do follow him there but with that thank you guys <laughs> we'll catch all, you all just me squatting but yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right thank you so much for tuning in guys really appreciate it Thank you for listening to this episode. Follow us on social media and do let us know if you want to be part of the next episode. Till then, live long and prosper.